This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Martin, the Countex just gets bigger and bigger, doesn't it? It does, it does. And it's the biggest, I'd say biggest show in Europe, and I'm thinking maybe the biggest show in the world. What we know, for sure, is the one-stop shop for digital and in-person events. With the following it's built over the years, Accountex packed a punch that's with events that are dedicated to both the accounting and finance professions. Yeah, and it's all CPD accredited as well. They've got a virtual summit coming up 10th, 11th of November, which is free to attend. And they've got some interesting topics coming up there, haven't they? Digital assets, social mobility, future of cloud accounting, commercializing opportunities for MTD, penalty reform, not your normal lineup. Yeah, and it's all ramping up to the big event they've got going on in London at the Excel Arena. It's the largest in Europe. And if you want your CPD points, if you want to find out what's happening, don't forget to book that in your diary for the 11th and 12th of May. And there's a website they can go to, Martin. Yeah, accountex.co.uk or indeed follow them on Twitter at at accountex. That's at accountex. So it's our special guest today. We've got Matt Baldwin back for the second time from Coast Communications. Matt, we don't bring everyone back a second time, but we had a brilliant conversation last time on thought leadership. We're going to continue that today. So great to have you with us. It's really lovely to be back, Rob. Thank you again for having me. Matt, just for those people that haven't come across you before, what do you do? Um, well, I'm, I'm Matt Baldwin. I lead a, a PR and marketing company called Coast. We specialize in working with uh, professional services firms, law and accounting firms on PR programs and impactful thought leadership and content programs. Do lawyers look at thought leadership any differently to accountants or other professional service organizations? Um, I don't think lawyers do. I think lawyers and accountants, there's a, a huge amount of similarities in the way they approach. I think where the difference is, is a lot of the property consulting firms and the, the management consulting firms, firms like McKinsey, for example, take a very, very different approach. We're talking about thought leadership today. We covered it in the last episode and we'll put that episode in the show notes for people. Just quickly define for us what thought leadership is again, Matt, so we're all on the same page. Thought leadership is, is sort of that a, a campaign-based approach to business development where you're picking up on a particular theme, an issue. I think um, there are also thought leaders, and thought leaders are something very, very different from thought leadership. Thought leadership is often at a firm or team level. Thought leaders are individuals that are really pushing the dial on the way they have conversations with clients and the information that they're creating and sharing. So there is a big difference between thought leadership and thought leaders. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, they do share a lot of common things, but thought leaders tend to be a, a little bit more of a solitary activity that's driven by uh, the individual themselves and their own passions, their own desires to change. Um, uh, and, and business development may or may not be the primary aim for doing that. Thought leadership is a much more collective um, activity that will wrap in some of the activities of individual thought leaders. That makes sense. Thank you very much for clarifying that. And our brand is Accounting Influencers. We have the podcast here. We have the roundtable we call air, the Accounting Influencers Roundtable. And we talk a lot about influence. We know what influence isn't. It is not social media likes and thumbs up and having necessarily more friends and more followers and talking about what you had for tea or the ladies bar that you've been to. We're talking about valuable content here. So talk to us about what thought leaders do. Mm. I think it's it's really interesting. I mean, thought leaders will use social media to help disseminate their message. But what thought leaders are doing is thinking long and hard about the issues that will affect their clients, an industry sector, 
their own profession. They'll be thinking possibly many years in advance. And what they are trying to do is, is give clients, give industries or groups of people um, an insight and some thinking on some of the things that ought to be on their radar. Um, and if not now, will be at some point in, in, in the near future. I mean, the best way to um, probably illustrate that is if you look at McKinsey, uh, the management consulting firm, they have built their whole consulting business over many decades by having really, really strong, powerful, impactful thought leaders. And it's not just commenting on what's going on. Thought leaders command the direction and the narrative and they say to people that are not sure what to be thinking about here's what you should be concerned with and here's why so they do start to prom promote conversations don't they they do and that's where they share that sort of common ground i guess with thought leadership it, it is that whole process of engaging clients encouraging clients to think in a slightly different way you know or encouraging their clients to think about things that are going to be on their radar in the near future and i think it's a really powerful thing for an accountancy firm to encourage and celebrate and support those thought leadership thought leaders i think in another world we'd have probably called them rainmakers actually rob they're the people that are out there really shifting things forward so it's important for a firm to have thought leaders if they don't have i guess there's that vacuum in putting out valuable content or it falls to the marketing people that are not necessarily professionals doing the work and experiencing the problems that clients have. I think it is. You're right. And I think what thought leaders do is it differentiates um, the conversations a firm has to have with its clients on a day-to-day -day basis because there is the, the stuff that happens that clients need to know. Um, it, and that's in your newsletters, your blogs, your the PR, the, the articles that you write for whatever magazine it may be. What thought leaders are doing is putting that to one side and saying, do you know what? What is gonna be happening tomorrow? What is gonna be happening next year? And you'll see that in a lot of the conversations that were happening over the last sort of year or two on how COVID will impact the future of work how COVID will uh, change the ESG agenda, um, the continuing rise of technology. It's individuals thinking hard about the big issues of the day that will shape uh, industry tomorrow. I love that phrase, thought leaders thinking hard, because the standard accountant will tell you how busy they are, probably the average lawyer as well. And they say, we, we haven't really got time to think, but this is what good thought leaders do, isn't it? They take that time out and ponder stuff and see the patterns and the trends and the openings. Therein lies a real challenge for most um, professional services firms and accountants in particular. We are so busy in the day to day that how do you carve out time in your busy diary to, to think about these things? And it does take time. It's not something that is going to come to you in between a call with a client at 9am and another call with a client at 10am. So you do have to, if it's something that an individual wants to explore, they do have to think, how can we carve out some time in our day, in our week or month, to give a little bit of thought about where we are going? And that's an excellent point. As you mentioned with Rainmaking earlier, it's a discretionary task. It's what you do beyond the fee and beyond the chargeable hours. It's what you do with that spare time, if you like. Do you go home and spend it with your kids and have a life and, or play golf or go to the gym? Or do you spend a little bit of time nurturing your network, building relationships, doing business development? That's a discretionary task thought leadership, thinking about things, reading outside, reading about what different 
industries are doing that, building that commercial acumen, that prompts thoughts. And I guess some people are not tuned in DNA-wise to do that, and some people don't have the inclination to do it. Not everyone could be a thought leader, perhaps. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, a firm doesn't want, you don't want a firm full of thought leaders. I mean, otherwise, a firm will be creating an awful lot of noise. So nothing would get done, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I think what um, firms can do is there will be people in their organisation, if they harden up, they will find people that have a natural slant towards this kind of activity. And they will be the ones that will be putting themselves up to write an article for a newspaper, write a, a, a chairing a webinar or seminar or event or going off to whatever industry conference it might be. These people are there. And I think where a firm can help them is help carve out time for them and encourage their marketing team to support these individuals in developing those skills further. And they are skills that can be developed and grown and supported and encouraged. How typically do thought leaders express themselves? You mentioned a few ways there. There's obviously a number of ways to go about it. There is. And I think um, what we find, I mean, it's the, the written word is usually the, the, the place where they start. And I think that perhaps is is where um, accountants, many of them are traditionally quite conservative and much more comfortable putting pen to paper. Well, the word author is the derivation of authority, isn't it? If you put something in print, it gives you that credibility. So that's an obvious way to go. It is, but it's not the only way to go. We're having this conversation via a podcast. So we're seeing a lot of thought leaders actually thinking it's a lot easier to spend 15 minutes putting together a podcast, putting together uh, a video or something like that, rather than spend agonising hours and hours and hours over, over a written article. I don't think it really matters how you do it. I think you've got to think about, again, who your audience is. Who is, as a thought leader, who are you trying to reach? Who are you trying to influence? What you're trying to do is, I think with a lot of accountancy firms, is make that shift away from sort of that compliance type work that needs to be done to that sort of more strategic advisory consulting work that um, firms want to do more of. And it's thinking, how do we then engage that audience? And what is the best medium? Is it going to be written? Is it video? Is it events? Is it um, whatever? And it doesn't really matter. Once you've then decided on that, it's then thinking long and hard about how you structure your thoughts, your argument, the piece that you want to create. Um, and I think that's where a marketing and business development team should really be able to help the, the accountants develop that. And when it's done right, Matt, what is the obvious impact of thought leaders in a firm? The real impact is elevating not only the individual, but the firm above the day-to-day. Everybody knows that you need, as a business, you need your accountant to run your payroll, to do your, I don't know, your VAT returns, your audit, your whatever it might be. I think what this does is show to a organization, an industry, a group of clients, or whatever it might be, that we actually really understand this space. We really know we're under the skin of our industry sector, our clients, and we are here, we are the right people to guide you through what is going to be a really complex and turbulent next few years. It is that navigation that's needed, that signposting, the telling people, here's what you need to be thinking about. So how do firms support and develop good thought leaders? 
where individuals express that desire to, or show an inclination to do this. I think uh, there is so much that a firm can do. We've touched on carving out a bit of time for them to do that. I think marketing teams can help them with the writing, the production, the uh, 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 sort of getting together those ideas down on paper, disseminating those ideas. I think a good marketing team should actually be able to sit down with their colleagues and say, do you know what, this idea is fantastic. This is going to work best on paper or it's going to work best on video or audio or with your idea. I think actually maybe you should be looking at exploring this a bit more over here or that a bit more. It shouldn't be a passive relationship. And what we find as well is actually a lot of um, actually just doing some basic things like some uh, some masterclasses on how to create really compelling articles, how to lead really good videos bringing in some trainers to help do that is just a really practical way that you can help um, develop these thought leaders. They can always get you to do it for them, Matt. They can indeed. And we have done that. And uh, one of the nice things we've done with some firms is you, you, you gain the whole process. So if, you, if you've got a group of individuals that are wanting to explore this for the very first time, is you set them a challenge. You say, right, we'll lead you through, uh, we'll help you develop an idea. The challenge is we want a thousand words or 500 words or a short 10 minute video from you in six weeks time. And we will get your peers across the firm to tell us which one is the best. And so you, you create a mini competition within uh, your firm to, uh, and people, we find that people respond really, really well to that. Now, of course you can't make people do this and you shouldn't make people do this, but it's where they want to and want to explore this and develop their own careers further, then yes, absolutely let them run with it. I love the idea of gamifying thought leadership. That's so good. <laughs> is there any downside to thought leaders in firms, Matt? Surely it's all good. Um, there are some things that firms need to keep in mind because it's an individual-led activity. We're all different, Rob, and, and what's important to me may not be important to you, but may also sit completely counter to where my own firm's vision and values and focus is. So I think individual thought leaders need to understand the, the cultural framework of their own firm, which in a small firm is, is hopefully pretty straightforward. In much larger firms, really challenging. I think there's also client considerations as well as if you're talking about critical of a client industry group or, or a sector, you've got to think what impact might that have on those that we're already working for. And, and also, again, just keep in mind that audience who you are writing for. If your audience is retailers in the northwest of England talking about geopolitics and how that's going to affect manufacturing in, I don't know, the US, is not going to be of interest to them at all. So again, start with your audience, look at where the culture is of the firm. And, and with some firms, it may well be worth having some kind of editorial oversight from the marketing director or the marketing lead just to make sure it sort of sits with where the firm is going. And presumably what you do can be done with any firm anywhere in the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it becomes really interesting if you've got a, a firm that's in a, in a big network or a global firm is actually having those different voices from around the world discussing the same sort of issues is phenomenally powerful. Having a good example, sort of writing about the future of work, um, but from a, a US perspective, a, a UK perspective, a European perspective, a, an Asia-Pac perspective. Um, and I think that's really, really interesting and really powerful stuff. What kind of questions would an accounting firm leader or head of marketing be asking themselves, which would warrant the need to bring in some external help from Matt Baldwin and Coast or people like you? There are two things that we find firms need a little bit of coaching, a little bit of help. One is 
helping individuals come up with the right idea. And, and that right idea could be, you could be a really technical thought leader. If, if, you, if you get off on VAT and customs, if that's your thing, um, you could become a technical thought leader where you write about that, but not about what's happening on the ground now. It's what needs to change, what needs to happen to facilitate the greater trade across borders. Um, so helping individuals just think a little bit different and come up with the idea is one area where someone like we can help. The other is actually them finding the right medium to hit that right audience. Um, so if it's writing, we can provide that coaching. If it's a sort of video and production, they need help there. We can do that too. So that's how you can use an external. But once once the process is going, you shouldn't really need external people at all. It's something that the marketing team and their, their colleagues should be able to keep going themselves. How can colleagues across a professional firm use thought leaders to develop those firms, develop those practices? I mean, this actually goes back to a bit of an earlier point. You don't want a firm full of thought leaders. Um, but what you want is the colleagues of those thought leaders to use and engage with the content that is being created. Um, there is no point one person creating it and everybody ignore it. Um, you want your colleagues to share it, comment on it, maybe take a point of uh, explore one point a little bit further. And that you can bring then that thought leadership, that, that sort of commentary back to the here and now where individuals might be a little bit more comfortable talking about what a client is facing now. So it's sort of helping those uh, VNers, those colleagues, understand what's being created, understand how it's being used, and then the marketing and business development team encouraging and giving uh, those individuals the assets to go out and, and use it. That's such a brilliant point. Nobody wants a blog or an article out there with tumbleweed and no likes and no comments, no reactions, and no engagement. So they can help colleagues by getting behind that and being advocates for it, but also sharing it with their own clients that perhaps wouldn't see where that piece of thought leadership goes out, but using that as a conversation starter to say, hey, this might be interesting for you. Absolutely. And, and what we find um, is even the most conservative of professional is quite happy to share something like that because it's quite a um, it's 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 reasonably passive way of engaging with them but you've got to recognize in a firm that there will be people that are reluctant to engage or or don't want to engage and you can't force them to do it all you can do is give them the tools the encouragement the gentle persuasion that this is how they can use it um, and encourage them to do so you've been in this game 20 plus years you've seen a lot of changes you've been through recessions and pandemics and all kinds of things What's coming up for thought leadership and professional firms over the next few years that they could really do to get a handle on right now? You know, there are some massive, massive issues that businesses are facing um, uh, and, and which I think are going to be the source for some phenomenally good uh, thought leadership. I think uh, the whole ESG agenda and how business um, reacts to that. I think there's so much more work that needs to be done around there. Um, we've had an awful lot about the future of work um, and technology, how that's changing. That's a conversation that has not finished. I think for accountancy firms, I think that the, the whole international trade issue is something that is is huge. I mean, our position out of Europe is causing problems for businesses trading internationally how that is going to look over the next decade is going to be absolutely critical. And I think there's some really interesting work accountancy firms could be doing there. I also think as well, the elephant in the room is the future of audit. And uh, it's a, it seems to be an issue that many accountancy firms are tiptoeing around. 
but technology is going to change the way audit uh, happens. And I think there could be some really interesting work there for firms to look at how uh, the audit landscape is going to change and not what it means for the profession, what it means for business. Matt Baldwin, this is so inspiring. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing your insights today on Thought Leadership. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.